Greetings and welcome to the Audio Tidbits Podcast Network. We hope you enjoy the show. I had an interesting conversation earlier today and thought sharing it with you would be a good thing to do. I was talking about the Audio Tidbits Podcast and was asked who my audience is. I was tempted to tell my friend about you since I think the two of you might hit it off but caught myself an instant before I violated your privacy. You hadn't given me your permission to talk about you with other people and respecting your privacy is a priority for me. Since I had not directly answered my friend's question, she then asked me how big the Audio Tidbits podcast audience is. I found that question a little odd. She obviously wanted to know how many of you there are. When I told her that there is only one of you, that you are unique, she was nearly speechless. I guess that means that I should not consider moving to an interview format for the podcast. There would be way too much silence. When she at last found her voice, she asked me what the Audio Tidbits podcast is about. I told her that the podcast includes audio tidbits from here and there about this and that. She was once more speechless for a few seconds and then said, Please explain. I was thinking to myself, what is there to explain? What about this and that is hard to understand? Even so, I told my friend I would give it a try. I knew it was not going to be all that easy since the Audio Tidbits podcast is not about anything in particular. It's not focused on anything unique or specific to a person or thing or category. I have to admit that I was myself left a little speechless by her question. Now it was my voice that was returning. Here is what I said to my friend once I could again speak. Tis the good reader that makes the good book. In every book he finds passages which seem confidences or asides hidden from all else and unmistakably meant for his ear. The profit of books is according to the sensibility of the reader. The profoundest thought or passion sleeps as in a mind, until it is discovered by an equal mind and heart. I then asked my friend, what do you think? Is Ralph Waldo Emerson right? Do his words resonate with your sensibility? Is there an equivalence of mind and heart between you and Emerson? I then went on to share that books, like painting and sculpture, music and drama, poetry and other creative endeavors may annoy or entertain, may agitate or relax, may sedate or enthrall, may inform or merely confuse. Occasionally though, they resonate with one's mind and heart. It is then the mind and heart of the artist or author or even the podcaster finds an audience. If you are an artist or writer, a podcaster or public speaker, an actor or guru, you like me have undoubtedly been asked, who is your audience? This is a question to which you may give an answer. But it probably isn't the unvarnished truth. You like me are most likely but another example of the many who do what we do. The special few are the ones with the audience. We are just tagging along, hoping that we manage to attract a small part of their audience. Here is that unvarnished truth I already mentioned. If I am more than a mere copy of others who do what I do, the reality is that I don't have an audience. I do what I do, say what I say, podcast about what I podcast about. If it resonates with your mind and heart, only then do I have an audience. That is as good as it gets, at least as good as it is going to get today. My friend was slightly taken aback. She asked me if I seriously thought going to the time and bother of making a podcast episode just for you was a reasonable thing to invest in. I sure hope you won't be offended but I told my friend that she still didn't quite get it. I told her that I made the episode for me, not for you. You guessed it. She was speechless, again. 
I scratched my head some but tried to explain one more time. Thinking about this and that is a lot of fun. I like to think until I'm done. Tinkering with new ideas is a lot of fun. I like to tinker until I'm done. Writing about this and that is a lot of fun. I like to write until I'm done. Saving those ideas is a lot of fun. I package them carefully until I'm done. Wrapping them in sound is a lot of fun. I wrap them cautiously until I'm done. I listen and tweak until I'm done. Having them sound just right is a lot of fun. I then told my friend that when I am through, I put them in the feed to share them with you. I think the light was starting to turn on for my friend. She smiled and said that she thought she was starting to get it. She then asked if I would share an example with her. She asked if she could be my audience right then. I returned her smile and shared this with her. The superior man understands what is right. The inferior man understands what will sell. You may at first glance, assume this characterization was made by a hard-hitting, modern business executive. But it wasn't. It came from our old friend Confucius, again dividing us into superior and inferior people. John Egan pointed out, the absolute fundamental aim is to make money out of satisfying customers. How do you do that? You sell great products combined with terrific service. That is the formula for what sells. Of course, understanding that probably makes Egan and you inferior people, according to Confucius. Alternatively, William Arthur Ward said, wise are those who learn that the bottom line doesn't always have to be their top priority. Perhaps you will want to share this view with your stockholders the next time you are presenting your company's financial statement. At least you can assure them you are a superior person, using Confucius as your authority. Alting E. Morrison advised, the executive exists to make sensible exceptions to general rules. Your first sensible exception can be with Confucius' rule about superior and inferior people. You can do this by suggesting a replacement rule, your rule. The exceptional man, the truly exceptional executive, both understands what is right and how to sell it. Was my friend impressed? Did that resonate with her sense of how things really are? I would like to tell you that it did but alas it did not. She was back to being speechless. Oh well. I'm disappointed that my musings were not for her. She was definitely not going to become the audience for the Audio Tidbits podcast. She will simply need to find another podcast that is more congruent with her tastes and sensibility, or not. For now, I am just very happy that you are my audience and sincerely hope that you choose to give the Audio Tidbits podcast another try very soon. Thanks for listening. It's always fun to share an audio tidbit with you.